Hello and welcome to the Save Your Game podcast. This is the podcast where I talk to people from in and outside of the gaming universe about the games that have defined their lives. My guests will choose three games that fit this bill. We'll then be talking about when they played them, why they played them, and all the things they loved about them. But in the end, there can be only one. After discussing all three games, I'm going to force my guests to make an agonizing decision. They must choose their one game to be saved for the Save Your Game podcast and be immortalized forever. As always, I'm Frankie Ward, but this week I sound a little bit different. Unfortunately, I don't have my usual podcast recording set up because I'm actually in Romania and I'm recording this the night before the main event of the International 10 kicks off. I'm going to be desk hosting the event and I am genuinely so, so excited to see more people's lives change forever by playing the video game they love. And before we do get started, if you love gaming as much as we do, there's a whole load of game-related stuff that you can dive into over at redball.com. Head over there to keep track of which games get inducted into the Red Bull Save Your Game podcast. My next guest on the show is a Counter-Strike pro. You all know I love Counter-Strike. He is Ankit Venom Panth. Ankit, welcome to Save Your Game. Are you ready to get going? Yeah, let's go, Frankie. (laughs) Where does the name Venom come from? Uh, Venom basically comes from Diablo. Uh, So I used to play in this uh, gaming cafe and uh, there was a game called Diablo, which uh, one of my friends was very good at. And he had this uh, character named Diablo. So I really liked the character and that's where, you know, I got my name from. He had named that character Venom. So I picked it up from there. Oh, wow. Okay. So how long ago was that? Uh, That was more than 15 years ago. Oh, incredible. And and so when did you become a fully-fledged Counter-Strike pro? Because that's one of the reasons we're speaking to you today. That's where you, you made your name in the Indian CS scene. So I'd love to know when you kind of considered yourself a pro gamer. When uh, I started playing in the cyber cafe, in the gaming cafe, that's when uh, I got to know that, you know, there are tournaments uh, that happen in India. And uh, if you win those, you can uh, represent the country and, uh, you know, go for these WCGs. So that's when um, I thought, you know, I should give it, give it a try because in that cafe, a lot of uh, gamers, they used to, you know, see me as their idol and they used to say that, you know, you're the best player in this cafe. Uh, you play really well. So that kind of motivated me and also uh, that chance to represent my country. So I started playing and uh, I made a small uh, amateur uh, team uh, from that very cafe. Uh, I had my friends and that's when, you know, we started playing tournaments. Remember my first tournament at a, a local cafe across the road. And, you know, we went there as if uh, we are going to nail that tournament and we are going to win everything. Because uh, I, I had this mindset that, you know, I'm the best player in the cafe and I will be best everywhere. But that's when we got knocked out in the first round and I realized, that no, uh, this is an amateur uh, event. And if I want to represent my country and if I want to go pro, it is going to take a lot of uh, time and effort and practice. So. I kept going and uh, eventually I got my first uh, uh, big break in uh, one of the top uh, three teams in India at that point of time, which was Team Wolf. And I played there as a substitute. That's when I realized that what uh, level Indian Counter-Strike was and you know how much more I had to learn. So I started playing with them and eventually I became uh, good friends with one of the guys over there. And uh, I told him, you know, let's take it seriously. I don't think this team uh, has it to you know, uh, get to the top. So let's make our own team. So in 2006, I remember I formed my own team, Brutality. And we started grinding, we started playing. And by 2008, uh, people started noticing us because we were defeating uh, the top two teams in India at that point of time. 
once we defeated them it was all across the news that you know there's a new team in town which defeated india's number one team and that's when all the eyeballs started rolling towards us and we got recognition and then there was prize money and all of those things so that was team brutality yeah well i'm sure we're going to be talking more about that in a bit but i'm interested in hearing about your personal gaming heroes are they they could be Counter-Strike, they could be from other esports, they could just be from gaming in general. Is there anyone you've ever kind of looked up to or been inspired by? I really used to love uh, Ninjas in Pajamas, NIP, um, MIBR, Kogu, Forest, um, Get Right, all these guys, Fallen. So I really liked their personality and how humble and down-to-earth they were. So I used to follow these guys a lot. Back then, we didn't have good internet connections. So there were a lot of problems. So we couldn't, uh, I didn't even have a PC. So I couldn't uh, follow them religiously. But yeah, whenever I used to go to my friend's place, uh, you know, I used to check out their matches, their demos and try to learn from these guys. So so back in 2015, you were supporting Ninjas in Pajamas and yeah. then MIBR when they had their big... I guess, kind of their own era that that followed on from NIP. I guess you were kind of glued to the majors and, and the events they were winning. Yeah, yeah. So the, the that entire, entire concept of, you know, uh, fans cheering and uh, the filling up venues with the, those CRT monitors, all of those things, they were very exciting for me. And that was the time I always dreamt of owning a PC. And I told myself that, you know, one day I'll buy a PC. That was my dream to, you know, start my career. When did you buy a PC? I bought my PC, I think, when uh, I was 21, 22. I remember taking my, my parents took a loan and I had saved some money. And uh, I just didn't go and tell them that, you know, I want to be a gamer. I had to tell them that, you know, it was for my school project, college project. So if you could give me a PC, it will really help me do all those Microsoft Office things and make my project. So that's, uh, that's where um, they kind of agreed and uh, I knew that. I could do studies and I could also, you know, play Counter-Strike 1.6 and start my start my journey that, back then. Did you ever get caught playing Counter-Strike when you were meant to be studying? Yeah, a lot of times. So uh, I had this thing where I told my, I used to tell my brother that, you know, evening 8, 8.30 was the time uh, for my dad to come back from office. So he used to stand by the window and uh, wait for his vehicle. My brother used to tell me that, you know, he's there and we used to switch off the computer and start studying. So we have done that multiple times. And once uh, he caught us and uh, that's when uh, the, all the wires of the computers were hidden and we weren't allowed to play uh, on that PC for a week at least. Oh, that must have been a sad day. But you know what, Ankit, you're here to discuss some of your favorite games now. No one is going to tell you off. But before we do get into those three games, I'd love to know what your first gaming memory is and, and what you were playing on. How old were you when you had your first video gaming experience? I think I was... 15 or 14 years old I went to my dad's uh, office and you know there was a white CRT monitor there was a game uh, called I think pinball or Mario so I saw that and I was like oh my god you can play games on this machine it's a it's such a fascinating machine I should have one and then when I realized and I asked for the cost for that machine I was like no this is only going to happen in my dream so that was my first uh, you know memory of uh playing a game on a PC. And what about your brother? Did you ever get the opportunity to play games with your brother at home or in, in the gaming cafe that you used to go to? In the gaming cafe, yes. At home, uh, it was very late. We got a PC when, I, as I told you earlier, when I was uh, 20, 21. So by then, uh, 
we couldn't really play because uh, our timings were uh, given to us depending on our school projects and stuff like that. But we used to sneak out in the evenings and you know go to uh, this cyber cafe, gaming cafe, and uh, play there sometimes together. So it was a fun uh, thing entirely. Well, Anka, I think we should get started. So the first game you're thinking about saving is a rite of passage for many gamers, and it's a game that's particularly close to my heart, and that game is Counter-Strike. First released in the year 2000, originally as a mod for the popular game Half-Life, and since then it has evolved to become one of the most popular competitive esports games of all time, including its current iteration that was released in 2012, Counter-Strike Global Offensive. So was it popular in India at the time when you discovered it? Uh, yeah, it was very popular because it could run on any machine, like even the lowest uh, config machine could run Counter-Strike 1.6. And uh, back then, uh, those clear graphics and, you know, that crispy aim and uh, bullets and guns and all of that, it was uh, very uh, intriguing for you know people to just go and in- enjoy themselves. I, I, I remember kids uh, coming back from school or, you know, college uh, in the evening used to do these clan matches where they will, you know, get their entire uh, team, uh, the entire society or colony where they stayed and they'll go to that cafe and, you know, start playing 5v5s and 4v4s and 3v3s and they'll challenge each other that, you know, let's see who is the best Counter-Strike player. How long did it take you to get good at Counter-Strike? Um, I think it took more than five to six years. But how long did it take you to get good or at least better than the others in the gaming cafe was it was it five to six years uh five to six years i would say when i you know was a consistent pro in the game but initially when i started playing i think within um, three to four months i was there right i was hitting those headshots and i was you know using my deagle operator and all those all of those weapons very consistently incredible so tell me about your your play style do you have a preferred position i mean for people who haven't necessarily played counter-strike or are familiar with it as an esport we tend to have different roles in counter-strike so for example an orper is your sniper you might have an entry fragger who's the person mm-hmm. who tends to engage in fights first and an in-game leader who's the person who's calling the shots on the map and they might also be an orper as well for example so what was your specialism in counter-strike Ankit? i was an entry fragger i i loved going into the sites and you know uh getting those shots and getting the entire site for my team so i loved entering first and i always used to tell my teammates that you know you even if you don't give me a smoke or a flash it's okay i'll just go and you guys just come i'm going to get that first skill don't worry so i was that motivated and it was something that i felt from within that you know if i go first i'm going to uh, get the entire side for my team that's amazing was it also i have to say Ankit, because you didn't want to have to learn smokes you just wanted to have the responsibility of getting those first kills. Yes, you can say that. That was that, that was that happened in uh, Counter Strike Global Offensive because of the entire smoke and uh, Molly meta, all of those things, and all those big big lineups. So <laughs> CS 1.6 helped me. I used to tell my teammates that in CS 1.6 I was uh, an entry fragger, and you know, give me the same role in Counter Strike Global Offensive also. I don't blame you one bit. I'd rather work on my aim than work on my smokes, to be <laughs> honest. So. In terms of, I guess, the way that you think about Counter-Strike and you play Counter-Strike, for you, is it is it all about the aim or is it more to do with kind of the teamwork and the strategy side of things and, and learning how to best take a bomb site and how to get 
the best against your toughest enemies? Like, what's the thing that you love the most about this game? Because it has so much depth to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in uh, 1.6, it was all about aim because I was not that good and, you know, I didn't understand the game that well. But eventually, after, you know, playing uh, in the competitive scene uh, for a while, I understood that it's not only about aim. You have to, you know, uh, counter your opponent. There are strategies involved. Uh, there are smokes, mollies and flashes. Uh, if you, you know, try to go... Uh, without any help of your teammates, without any communication, sometimes yes, uh, once once in a while you will hit the, he'll hit that shot. But eventually, if the team is good and uh, you know they they are at the same level as you are, then uh, all these uh, small techniques and you know trick strategies, counter flashes, uh, blocking your angles and stuff like that, double peaks, all of these things you need to learn. Otherwise, you won't be able to play at the highest level. So Counter Strike for me uh, is uh, including all these things. We need a mixture of strategies. Uh, you need to think in various ways to how you can, you know, counter your opponents, how your strategies are working. And if they are not working, then what do you need to do? And all, all of these things you need to do in a split second. Otherwise, you will lose that round. So, on its surface, Counter Strike is a really simple game. It's five v five. You've got two halves, and you've got your defense, and you've got your offense so you've got the offense trying to plant the bomb, and then the defense trying to stop you from planting the bomb or diffusing it once it's planted. And there's obviously a time limit and you can just eliminate the opponents fully without even doing the bomb objective. So it's a a really simple game and yet it has endured for over 20 years. Anka, why do you think that is? Um, It's because, uh, you know, people love FPS more, I feel. And also uh, the kids, the teenagers, the kids of my age, when I saw that game in the cafe, you know, shooting and, you know, planting the uh, C4 and diffusing the uh, spike, diffusing, uh, diffusing the bomb. So all of those things, when I started, it felt like, you know, I was uh, a part of military and I know I'm doing some missions. So all those kind of things uh, in my teens was, uh, were kind of, you know, very intriguing for me to, you know, get into this game. And then eventually I started enjoying it so much, uh, mostly because of the weapons and the maps and that sniper rifle, because I knew uh, in reality, I will never be able to hold a sniper rifle or a Deagle or a USP. But in the game, I'm using uh, M4s and, you know, AK-47s, all these things. So it was maybe one of those things that a kid loves. When you are growing up and you want to play something that kind of helps you to segue from all the other things that uh, are happening around you. So that was my kind of... Uh, moment to chill and enjoy that counter-strike game was everything for me when i started you formed team brutality with your friend ricks over a decade ago tell me about how you met him and what made your partnership last for so long so ricks was the same guy who you know took me in his team as a substitute in team wolf and uh, then we became very good friends and till today he's playing with me now uh, we compete in uh, Valorant, but uh, in 2008, I, I was the one who asked him that, you know, let's make Team Brutality because I don't think the other guys are serious and we need serious players if you want to, you know, compete at the highest level and represent India. So that's when he trusted me and uh, we started our grind. We kept working hard. We we lost a lot of times, but, you know, we kept our heads together and we always had this motivation that teamwork will uh, help us reach to a level where we always want and patience is the key to success. So all these things, we had it in our heads and uh, we kept going. So I think the bond that we share is more than uh, 
friendship that understanding that maturity was uh, needed because back then the scene was not that big also we weren't earning that much uh, we were not winning also but still uh, you know being there together and giving it our 100% was the reason you know we are still there together and we are at one of the top is uh, one of the we play for one of the top teams in the country can you remember your first land tournament experience oh yes uh, i i think i was in jalandhar which is which is a different city and uh, we were playing this uh, national finals of uh, zapac uh, tournament and back then uh, i think it was uh, $1500 which was a very very big amount for all of us uh, that was the first prize and i think uh, second was $1000 so we had uh, discussed amongst ourselves that we need to at least come second if not first otherwise we won't be able to you know pay for our uh, train fare and uh, the stay over there hotels and food etc so uh, because uh, i i myself had you know taken some loan to travel to that different city to play that tournament so i was uh, requesting my teammates that we can't lose we at least have to come uh, second otherwise i won't be able to pay the loans back and uh, we went there we were hitting our shots we played really well no one was expecting us to win but we kind of defeated the number one team at that point of time and we won that tournament and the moment the prize ceremony started and i was holding that 1500 dollars check i called my mother and said that mom see i won so much money so for now i was expecting a reply where she would say oh, very nice i'm so proud of you and she was like where did you steal that money from are you are you are you in the police station or are you with the police what's happening uh, you can't earn so much money just by playing a game when did she start to believe you she once once that money was credited into my bank account and i bought her some clothes <laughs> amazing i feel like your mum played an absolute blinder there oh i don't believe you until you buy me something <laughs> with the prize money your mum is an absolute legend maybe <laughs> <laughs> Now tell me about when it it got really big because you were you know the number one team in India and you were winning these big ESL tournaments in your region. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you were able to have such a successful career over over a very long period of time with this team? Because uh, of uh, the never give up attitude and that you know will to represent uh, our country because the moment i knew that if we won these national finals we could go international and you know hold our country's flag up high so that was the motivation that i needed and that's what i was you know telling all my team members so when we made a team i i didn't make a team uh, in you know two days or four days i took my time i was trying to find the right uh, set of people people who had uh, patience people who had that long term vision because teams are not made in a day you you're not going to, you make a team you're not going to win instantly you're going to lose a lot of matches and you need to stick together otherwise you know that process is never ending you will keep losing you will keep changing so i was finding the right set of people and once i got those people Uh, i knew that you know within 6 months or within 8 months we'll be there and then once we start winning we'll win consistently was it difficult kind of looking at other regions who i guess had more resources mm-hmm. to be able to to take their careers internationally knowing that you had a handicap in terms of the the connections that you were mm-hmm. having to play on and and maybe the the lack of equipment on your side for your teammates as well was was that kind of hard to keep going knowing that you didn't have the opportunities that players from other regions did. Uh yeah it was hard but you know I wouldn't uh, blame them uh, they worked hard for it and you know their region uh, improved 
they had uh, whatever they needed in our country gaming was you know still uh, pretty new no one was understanding uh, that you know you can play you can represent your country you can earn being a professional gamer or a professional player so we had a lot of issues from you know main issue was convincing parents because once you go to your parents and tell them you want to be a gamer they kind of uh, uh you know go to a track where they will say uh, this pc is destroying your career and you know your head you should stop uh, playing you should stop uh, sitting on this computer so another thing back then was uh, the internet connection it was not that stable we used to get 100 150 ping right now it's still it's still say, uh, stable we can you know scrim we can play against sea or asian teams uh, on a decent 50 or you know 60 ping but earlier it was 150 200 which was unplayable so there were a lot of uh, issues from convincing parents to have not having a good internet connection the affordability of pcs uh, the gaming equipment like mechanical keyboard good mouse pad headset etc so these all things were a dream for a you know gamer who wanted to pursue this as a career but eventually right now what i'm seeing is it's improving in the country a um, lot of uh, brands and a lot of things have started happening mobile gaming is improving pc gaming is improving brands like red bull are doing a lot of things uh, especially for gaming and esports in the country which is again uh, helping uh, parents and people who don't understand because once a brand like red bull you know gets in you kind of know that something good is going to happen we have done uh, multiple events and there are a lot of uh, parents also that come to my meetups and you know see that there is growth and that's how they've started uh, uh, letting their kids pursue this maybe in content creation or being a professional esports athlete or a professional streamer so things right now are looking good but back then yes it was hard to see that all the european and all the international teams had uh, good pcs good sponsors boot camps uh, managers analysts and all of these guys looking after them and they're just there to play It sounds like you take your position as a role model really seriously Ankit. When did you realize that you had been elevated to that status? Uh, I I don't know it's still uh, pretty new to me I would say I I still sometimes feel uh, I don't know what to reply to those people who come to me and say that you know I am their idol there are parents who come to me and uh, say that because of uh, me their kids have you know started studying and they are balancing life and also they are playing and they want to be a professional gamer so earlier uh, people used to think that uh, gaming means you will become fat lethargic you will have spectacles you won't take care of yourself you will do all these bad habits because you are a gamer and you sit on a pc for 10 to 12 hours but i kind of have you know changed all of that i till today i don't drink i don't smoke i am not aggressive though i play fps titles i i don't you know shoot people uh when i'm not in the game i i don't shoot people on the road i don't have uh, uh spectacles i'm not fat i go to the gym i take care of myself so all these things that i do in my daily life uh, i think has kind of convinced people that no not all gamers you know do all these things if you balance everything in life your profession cannot be blamed it depends on the person who wants to you know live his life and how he wants to live his life so that's one misconception that i have def- uh, you know deleted from the indian gaming ecosystem at least and uh, that's the only reason you know parents have uh, tr- started uh, trusting me not only mine but my fans parents when they give me such good comments uh, that's when you know even my parents feel that it was a right decision to you know let ankit pursue this that he's kind of changing and helping people who want to become like him One final question before we move on to your next game. Would you say that you'd have the discipline that you do have now if it wasn't for your career playing Counter-Strike? 
yes, I would definitely say I was a very scared uh, kid uh, in my teens when I used to go to the school. But you know, playing Counter Strike has taught me a lot of things. People used to think that you know I am a useless guy with an average, uh, uh, average IQ. But you know, building those strategies and you know playing Counter Strike and all these FPS titles, I feel that it has evolved me as a human. Also, I don't know if that makes sense, but for me, gaming has taught me everything. To be honest, and that's not a sentence or a term that I just want to say in this podcast. But it actually has uh, improved me as a person and taught me a lot of things, which I which is still helping me in my. my life and also making me understand a lot of things i feel like the same way but the way that gaming has impacted me is almost not from playing the games but from meeting people like yourself and and getting to see how gaming has shaped their lives and and getting to see how it's helped them achieve their dreams and you just get to go around the world and meet all these people from such different backgrounds so yeah it it doesn't surprise me to hear you say that i have to admit but from a competitive first person shooter to a completely different style of game we jump to your second choice anket it's fifa in the last edition of fifa fifa 21 it had over 10 million players across the world playing at any time with 17,000 football players represented across multiple football clubs combining this with a thriving esports scene with large prize funds this football simulator has gone from strength to strength since its original release in 1993 now i should ask you which edition you've actually chosen i think the latest one fifa 22 because i just got that game and i've started playing it on the ps5 well as we're speaking with fifa 22 it's literally been out for about a week yeah. <laughs> did it change your life already <laughs> yeah kind of because i'm enjoying that game but i don't remember the first version that i played but it was fun i remember you know doing goals from half line i don't know if that was a trick or that was some bug in the game but i used to love that getting uh, to hit those half line goals in front of amateurs and they used to be like how did you do that how did you do that and i used to say that's a trick no one is going to teach you you have to learn on your own Well, you know what? You won't be able to do that very often in FIFA 22 because yeah. those goalkeepers, uh, when they're operated by the CPU, they are very, very difficult to <laughs> to get goals past. I watched a, a FIFA pro from the UK, a lovely guy called Charles, who plays for Man City mm-hmm. as a as an esports pro. He was playing the, against the CPU for something I filmed with him the other day, and it was. so so difficult because the cpu doesn't have the mental game to contend with that mm-hmm. real life contenders have to go through yeah. so i'm wondering who you're playing fifa with or are you literally torturing yourself <laughs> against the bots no i i give the other controller to my uh, brother and i tell him to you know just press random keys and that's how i get my goals <laughs> <laughs> so your brother is basically your training partner except you're not really training yourself are you anki you're just you're just winning yeah i just play to you know chill when i'm playing fifa after my competitive practice and scrims so where actually do you live at the moment are you living at home with your your family is that how you're able to play with your brother so often uh yeah so uh, we have a boot camp where i go in the morning and on weekends i am home or if i have some shoots i am home so it, it's very close by so when i am home i play with my brother when i am at the boot camp after i finish practice i play with my teammates who would you rather play with definitely my brother because he does what i say <laughs> <laughs> so he lets you win what's the age yes. difference there yeah uh, it's 5 years 5 years and he's younger yeah. he's got to be younger yeah yeah <laughs> So tell me what it is about FIFA that you particularly enjoy because obviously Counter-Strike 
you have to have so much focus. You have to be constantly testing your skills. The same with the game that you're currently pursuing a pro career in, Valorant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's very, very intense, focused, 45-minute yeah. matches. FIFA is a much more casual experience, even if you are a pro. You know, your, your matches are about 12 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So what is it about FIFA that you particularly love? When I was a kid, I, I used to, you know, love playing football. But I couldn't pursue that because... Uh, I got an injury, so I skipped playing football back then. But when I got the PlayStation earlier, PS1, I remember. So that's when I started playing FIFA. So it kind of uh, bring back those uh, childhood memories where, you know, I'm playing with friends in my society or the place where I stay. We are just having a good time, shooting goals and, you know, asking for penalties, all those things. So that's kind of a memory that I really love and that's how I'm living it in my gaming world now. Do you also enjoy the fact that it is a 1v1 game? So you don't have to rely on any teammates or get people to agree with you or anything <laughs> like that. It's just about you and your opponent. Yeah, that that that, that can be another thing. Because uh, in a team game, there are a lot of people and uh, you have to you know understand everybody. There are comms and you have to be on the same page if you want to win rounds or if you want to if you want to win matches but in fifa it's just you you have it's your brain you have to make your moves you have to make your own decisions that can be a second point that you mentioned that yeah maybe i play fifa to chill and you know there's no one i need to answer to now it's just me and my game yeah it's just because i like to unwind i'm not taking it uh, that seriously i i'm not that good at uh, fifa i know for sure and i don't even want to try because i know i'll get thrashed but I enjoy playing FIFA in the evening, you know, chilling on my couch and playing for fun. Why is it one of the games that you've chosen to talk to me about today? It's just because, uh, you know, I've been playing this game uh, uh, when I was a kid. There are a lot of uh, fond memories of me playing it with my brother and sister when we were kids. Whenever I used to travel uh, to my native place uh, to you know, meet my grandparents. There was always a football there because they know, uh, they knew that you know I loved uh, playing football and I used to play in the balcony, uh, in the garden. They used to take me in the evening, uh, and you know we used to play there with uh, those random kids who used to come there with their parents. So all all these uh, childhood memories are the reason that I still play FIFA because it makes, takes me back there where, you know, I had to not answer to anybody and I was enjoying my time as a kid. So when I switch on the PlayStation and, you know, I'm playing FIFA, I, I go back there and I have fun. Well, Anke, we're going to take a slight interlude from talking about your favourite games. And instead, we're going to talk a little bit about music. Because to support this podcast, we're putting together a special Save Your Game playlist of some of our favourite songs from the games we love. So, Anke, are there any particular songs that you would include on the list? Definitely the Counter-Strike theme music, for sure. Doop, doop, doop. I can't do it. Even I am bad with that. It's really hard to do, isn't it? You need a full orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> no one, even people who play Counter-Strike all their lives are going to recognise that from me singing, unfortunately, Anke. If any of you listeners have got any ideas or suggestions for songs you would like to include, please do send them to us via our socials. We are at Red Bull Gaming across the board. Now, Anke, let's get back into the game because another FPS game you're considering to save is perhaps a bit of an evolution from Counter-Strike itself. And that game is Valorant. 
the moment I got to know that it's a FPS title which has agents and abilities, I was like, this is the game that I'm going to try for sure. Created by Riot Games in 2020, players play as one of a set of agents who are assigned to either the attacking or defending team with each team having five players on it. Now, agents have special abilities, each requiring charges, as well as a unique ultimate ability that requires charging through kills, deaths, or planting slash defusing a device called the Spike. This is not something like Counter-Strike. Maybe the aim game would be there. There are weapons there and, you know, you have to shoot and stuff. But the agents and the abilities made it much more cooler, I felt. So that's when I decided that the moment I get the beta access, I'm going to start playing. Was there a particular agent that you were drawn to immediately? Um... I love playing Rena when she came into the agent pool because, uh, you know, she could flash and enter sites. She could heal herself. She could, you know, dismiss. She was not you know, dependent on anybody. And that's uh, that's how I like to play. Like, I'm going into the site, I'm killing, I'm healing myself, I'm moving here and there. Was it easy to pick up a, a character like Rena as a Counter-Strike player? As you say, she's quite independent. She basically kind of takes the souls yeah. of the characters she's eliminated so and she's also got that kind of entry fragging potential that you have from counter-strike you know she's great at initiating fights yeah. she's known as a duelist so she's relied on to really take down players and make space for the rest of her team is that why you felt like an agent like her would suit your play style yeah that uh, those were the reasons because the moment i started playing it felt like you know i'm not trying hard I've played this agent a lot of times. I've uh, done the same things in Counter-Strike. And over here, I'm just doing it in a much more uh, cooler way with, you know, using the abilities and uh, using the ulti and, you know, just going, pressing W and killing everybody left, right and center. Can you remember the first time you played Valorant? Uh, yeah, I think it was during the open beta. But we didn't have servers back then in the region. So we used to play on uh, European servers and we used to get 180, 200 ping. So we used to play on that. Oh my goodness, you couldn't have been competing against real people at that ping. That's insane. Uh, yeah, but we were not. I was just learning the game. But I remember even um, on that ping, I somehow reached Immortal. <gasps> oh my goodness. How long did it take you to reach Immortal then? Uh, it took a lot of time. I don't remember the exact time frame. But in the beta, I somehow managed to reach Immortal. I remember that much. That's incredible. I should probably explain to listeners that Immortal is the top rank that you can get in Valorant. So if you're familiar with Counter-Strike, think Global Elite, but just in this particular game. And Valorant is constantly changing. You know, they're introducing new maps quite frequently and new agents as well. How do you find that affects the game? Does it make you love it even more? Or does it mean you have to adjust and, and go back to the drawing board and rethink things? So for someone new... It won't make any difference. It will be like, oh, I'm getting to see something new and, you know, uh, let's learn this and try new things over here. But for a pro player, it's like, again, we have to go back to the drawing board, learn the entire new map and, you know, learn the new agent. What's the meta going around and what's happening, how, how we can use it in our strategy. So both ways, there are things which we like and which we don't like. But in my case, I personally love it because that's what, you know, brings that a new flavor into the game and it doesn't become stagnant new maps every you know few months new agents so you can't follow one uh, meta it'll keep countering and you know the keep the game will keep changing the pace will keep changing and that's what's interesting about valorant i feel and do you think that valorant has long-term potential in terms of like as an esport 
uh yeah i think so it's a stylish game um, this was missing in uh, counter strike i feel the dialogues the agents the abilities and all those moves i think this is what is uh, interesting in valorant and people are enjoying do you think it's a counter strike killer uh, i wouldn't say that counter strike has its own uh, fan base even i still love counter strike and i will always love counter strike because i have an emotional connect with that game but yeah it's something new when you talk about valorant and i'm enjoying that uh, right now so How did you get to grips with the different agents in the game? Was that something that made the game more appealing to you or was it something you're kind of a bit nervous about trying given that in Counter-Strike you have so much flexibility in game to change up roles because essentially everyone's the same. You just buy mm-hmm. the weapons and the utility that, you know, suits your playstyle or, or what the team needs you to do. So initially when I switched I was like oh, why are there so many agents why don't they look like counter strike models and you know it should be the same we just need weapons i just need weapons i can do the entire thing i'm not uh, you know i'm not stupid but the moment i you know kind of started uh, playing and started learning i started enjoying you this is something new that you know has come into the picture into my system and uh, the more i played the more uh, you know i was having fun with uh, my friends uh, with you know my streamer friends with the uh, pro players who were switching from counter strike and then everyone uh, we used to play during night outs uh, in the cafe sometimes we were enjoying the entire counter strike vibe uh, all again so i'm talking about those people who uh, played counter strike with me earlier but then uh, they left and they were working and busy with their lives and then suddenly valorant came and they started playing valorant and now they play casually in the night after they finish work so you go back and forth to your boot camp every week yeah. tell me about your current valorant team are, are you playing under team brutality are you with a different org now like how have you found moving into this esport um so uh, earlier i was uh, you know just streaming valorant i was learning i was waiting uh, for an opportunity and luckily a uh, few months back i got signed uh, by m42 esports which is a meliora 42 esports it's an international organization and uh, they asked me to you know form a team and uh, they wanted to get into the indian uh, valorant scene so that's when i said you know let's do it i was waiting for an opportunity and uh, when i have it then why not go for it so i've made a new team we are still uh, new we are trying different things uh, still early stages but i'm sure uh, if we keep working hard eventually we'll be there again in the top spot of the indian valorant scene at least and then maybe we'll start targeting the sea and apac have you had a opportunity to play at lan yet for valorant uh no not yet due to the pandemic everything is uh, you know shut at the moment but there are tournaments uh, which are which are happening online and we have started competing in those now you have been pro in counter strike you're pro in valorant right now mm-hmm. do you think that you always would have become a gaming pro from the moment you first set foot in that PC cafe do you think that even if you hadn't found counter strike or valorant that you might have chosen a different game and still got along the same path no i don't think so i i, I remember there were uh, pcs which were running uh, command and conquer general and doom uh, unreal tournament a lot of those type of games gta vice city but i somehow only saw counter strike and the moment i played i had a feeling that you know i can maybe do something in this i didn't know at that point of time that you know it will become so big and you know, i will make a name for myself and i'll start earning people will start noticing me and stuff like that but i knew that 
I could do something with this. I was really enjoying and loving the entire vibe of that game and the atmosphere around it. So, so what's made you continue with Valorant then? Because you're a young man. You're my age, so I'm definitely going to say you're young. <laughs> but at the same time, you're kind of at the older level yeah. of pro players in games like Counter-Strike and like Valorant. But clearly, you're determined to continue on mm-hmm. and build the best Valorant team in India. So what was it about Valorant that made you come out of FPS retirement and pursue a career all over again? You know, I, I love challenges. I love new things. So I'm not sure if this was the game similar to, you know, CS with the same uh, mechanics and etc. All, all those, uh, you know, smokes and uh, stuff sim- on the similar scale. I, I, I don't know if I'll be doing this uh, at a pro level, but this was a completely different game and it was very challenging for me because uh, shooting, yes, was uh, much easier as uh, I come from uh, Counter-Strike background. But then again, learning those agents and learning those abilities. So I tried uh, doing this once, just going on my aim and, you know, uh, destroying everybody. I did it once or twice, but as my rank kept increasing, I was stopped in my tracks uh, at the levels of Diamond or Immortal. People were using abilities and utilities and that was kind of irritating me that why, how the hell they can stop me. So that's when I told myself that I have to learn this game and I have to do it once again from the bottom uh, if i do it then maybe you know i'll call myself a true gamer because maybe once uh, i did it with counter strike but if i can do it with counter strike and if it's an fps style then why not uh, why can't i do it with valorant that that's the challenge that i have taken and i'm trying my best to you know uh, give it my 100% and at least uh, make a decent standing in the indian valorant scene so if you hadn't become an esports pro what do you think you would have done I would have become a DJ or an actor, maybe. These are the two other things that, you know, I had in my mind. I still play at my house uh, sometimes or at private parties uh, to just chill, relax. I love music. I'm uh, more into, you know, progressive trance and progressive house, deep house, all those genres. And uh, acting was because uh, my parents and a lot of their relatives hammered me uh, with that uh, during my teenage and they said that you know you are tall, uh, you 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 can definitely go and you know uh, do movies. But they back then they didn't know that you know you have to learn acting also to get into movies. You just can't go and do acting if you have a a tall height. That's incredible. What a potential career path that you could have had. It sounds like basically you're always destined for great things, Ankit. But you know what? That doesn't matter to me. What matters to me right now is the game that you're going to choose to save above all others because we've spoken about the three games that mean the most to you, Counter-Strike, FIFA and Valorant. You have now got to choose one title to be enshrined into immortality, the one game above all others that you could not live without. So Ankit, are you ready to make a decision? No, I'm not ready. I'm very nervous and scared. (laughs) I have that effect on people. But unfortunately, it's now or never. So Ankit Venom Panth, your official game to save for the Save Your Game podcast is? It's Counter-Strike 100%. That game has given me everything and that is the game because of which I'm still here living a good life. So Counter-Strike for sure. You heard it here first. We have another official entry to the Save Your Game podcast. If you agree or disagree with Venom's choice, make sure you vote for which game you think Venom should have saved via the poll on the Red Bull Gaming Twitter account. 
And that's it for this week. Thank you so much to Venom for joining me today and saving Counter-Strike for the Safety Game podcast. If you enjoy the show, please make sure you subscribe and rate the podcast and feel free to leave us a review telling us which game you would choose to save. You can also get in touch with us via our socials at Red Bull Gaming with your thoughts or you can get in touch with us at Red Bull Gaming using the hashtag Save Your Game Podcast. And that brings us to the end of our first ever series, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please do dive into the nine other episodes. We've spoken to so many different people across these 10 editions, and I've enjoyed each and every one of them immensely. So I hope you will too. That's us signing off for series one. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>